0: How's everybody doing? You look great, by the way. Let me see your teeth, gums, whatever you got going there. You look good. You know, it's good to see friends out here. And some of you I don't know, but you're a friend of God, so we're friends too. I like that. We're all friends here tonight. have a friend fest. But um, I had a couple things I had to unload before I get started. And... Uh, Andrew, are you walking out? Okay. And the worship leader walking out with you. I don't know her name. Yeah, I got something for both of you. And um, I don't know how many times I've been out here recently or in the last few years, probably three times, I don't know, something like that. And I always see you. What's your first name? Ashley? Ashley? do I have that right? Okay. And, uh, I just never was able to release anything to you. It just, um, and here's what God told me tonight. I was driving out here and, um, it was tough getting out here by the way, traffic, rain, you know, all that. It's good. You're all here. Hopefully you're getting blessed here tonight. Uh, but I was I was coming out and God dropped into my heart, you as a little girl, and uh some things you went through, which I don't need to go into detail, but some things you went through, and books and music became your friend. And I closed my eyes so I don't see any reaction at all. I just that's how I prophesy. Close my eyes. And um as you grew and you know, as you are now, there's such a passion and love for God. You've you've washed his feet many times with your tears. And um, that's not show, that's nothing like that. That's sheer love for him. And he has the same love for you. But those things that happened, they were kind of tucked away and you don't talk about them or at least haven't talked about them. But you've now come into a season where the wheat will not be damaged by the tares being pulled up that were placed there early on. So you're in this beautiful window of freedom that will be unlike anything you've experienced, and you're already in the window, and I believe it's already started in some way that he's speaking to you in ways, or you're hearing in ways that you haven't heard before. And it's going to open things up so much that writing will become easy for you. And of course, there's the worship side of things, but I keep seeing writing, and that's been a passion over the years, and that's really going to be released in a major way, and it's important that it gets out. Whatever it is that you're going to put pen to paper, we, I know we don't do that anymore, but whatever you uh, write... It's important, especially for this generation sitting over here. Or did they all leave? No, they're here. Especially for them. And they need to hear what you're going to write. So, God, I just thank you that uh, he's been with you for so many years in so many different ways where you could have quit and you didn't. And we as the body thank you for that. And Andrew, the, it, it is Andrew, right? Yeah, okay. What's that? It's Forrest. Your last name's Andrew. Okay. i kind of half right. Yeah. I like the name Forrest. That's good. That's why... I do remember that when the first time I saw you, I said, I saw a bulldozer. I saw you driving that. I, it's funny how God will bring to my memory things. Uh, and it's not because you push people around. It has nothing to do with that. It has the ability to move things in the Spirit. And... Rachel is the same way. You two are such uh, a dynamic couple. The, uh, and I know you have a little one coming on the way, too, and there's something important about, and I'm sorry, uh, you're not supposed to prophesy like mates and dates and babies. And I see a boy. I don't, I don't know why I see a boy. I don't, and anyway, and God said to me to tell Rachel, I was going to tell her, but you're going to have to tell her, that she has fuego in her belly. You know what the word fuego is? In Spanish is fire. And there's a reason, yeah, we, that's a voice of God coming from the back. Anyway, the reason he used the word fuego is because this little Joshua is going to grow up and be a key leader, especially in the Latino community. And it's it's on him. As a matter of fact, mom and dad have been so success, successful in the business end of things that you're going to transition out of that before too long. Whether you know it or not, I'm here to tell you. Uh, you'll transition out because God's going to put you in full-time ministry. And that's what you two are going to do after that for the rest of your life. But that'll come at the proper time. I don't know when that's happening. But all I know is little Joshua Fuego uh, is coming, and it's going to be uh, pretty awesome to see. Uh, I probably better get into this. It's Wednesday night. You all were great coming out here. I mean, man, I just, <laughs> I was going, I had not seen rain so hard ever in my life, I don't think. I mean, you could it just literally had to stop. Uh, but let me get into this. It, the title of this message is called The Revealing. And I have a friend, I should say, had a friend whose name is Gerald Coates. Anybody hear that name before? He was from England and he died just a couple years ago. He was like a statesman of the church, the body of Christ there. And he would say this wherever he went. He would say these words, God is doing more behind your back than he is in front of your face. Let me say it one more time. God is doing more behind your back than in front of your face. And there's a reason I'm starting with that because we always have to remember that. That what you see is may, not, may not be what's happening. As a matter of fact, a lot of what you see... In the natural uh, right now is not authentic it 's not really what 's happening, and god 's doing something behind the scenes that uh, you 're going to be blown away with. I, this is not a time for fear. Let me tell you, not that there ever is a time for fear unless maybe a bear 's chasing you for a minute I mean that could bring some fear up, I guess but I'm just saying this is not a time for God's people to fear because God has an answer. God has a solution. There's not only a way out, but there's a way in. And it's about to overtake us by surprise because he's been doing more behind our back than in front of our face. There's other things, other signs that something is up. Um, by the way, revealing means, uh, oh, I didn't read the scripture. Romans 8, 19. I got to read it before I even talk about it. Uh, For the earnest expectation of the creation, that's all of creation, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Revealing means uncovering, to see things as they really are. And with that, uh, there's a longing that's happening in all of creation. What do they want to see? They want to see, and this is all of creation, this isn't just people. This is all of creation, all that's on this earth that was made. Everything that was made was made through him, right? So everything that exists on the earth really belongs to him, was made through him. And so it's all, all of creation is eagerly expecting something. And they're expecting it from the sons of God. Which sons is generic, so to speak. All of us, male, female, children of God expecting something to be released all of creation is anxious for a power release for freedom for a power release of new life for a power release of truth for a power release of joy how about that one (laughs) there's a thing maybe nobody in here has heard of it it's called the Schumann Resonance Anybody ever heard of that? What it is, it's a measuring of the electromagnetic activity between the earth and the atmosphere all around the earth. And in different places, it changes how it responds. But if you saw the actual graph that is produced from this, you're going to see greens and blues and just kind of a typical looking graph. Until lately. Now all of a sudden, there's these streams of DNA-looking bands that are coming across this resonance. And if you listen to the sound, there's a sound that goes with this. And you have to speed it up just a little bit because it would take kind of a while to get it. But it sounds like a crying out, not like a crying in sadness... But a crying out (laughs) of all of creation saying, Come on now, waiting for the body, waiting for you to rise up. You are the sons of God. You're the carriers of the spirit of life. You have the solutions, you have the answers, you have the touch, you have the love. You have the anointing, you have the power, and the wisdom is coming on you. All of you. Where you've lacked wisdom, here it comes. (laughs) Philippians 1, 9 through 11. Paul is praying this. And how many of you know the prayers of the saints don't have an expiration date? Once a prayer is prayed, it continues on, God is responding to it, angels are responding to it, as long as God says, keep going, and you know God says, keep going with this. And he says this, and this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. There's a lot there. But just a couple things. That your love may abound... Still more and more, abound means like excessive, like over the top, like running over. You say, my cup runneth over. Well, God wants these things to run over, spill over onto other people, almost like a river they won't quit. And what? Your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That this love comes out with knowledge, which is the Greek word is epigenoses, which there's a discussion about what that actually means in my mind. It means having a knowledge or a knowing that's beyond your natural capacity. And the second part, discernment, is perception or the ability to see things as they are. It's a God-given thing where you can see what's God, what's man, and what's evil. Now this prayer that Paul prayed is coming upon you, even now. You're hearing it, it's coming upon you, and these things are going to abound towards you, through you, in you, however way you want to look at it. What you see and what you know will determine what you do. God wants you to know and see more. So that you stop living by natural sight and natural experience. Not that those things are bad. But as the sons of God and carriers of the life of God and the answer to the world's problems... There needs to be a release and abounding of this knowledge and discernment so that love can really flow and change lives and change territories and change entire continents. <laughs> Superabound and be in excess so that you, as God's people, display Christ to give people a living, breathing example of Christ. I have, I have a, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm talking about deceased friends. I, I have a lot of alive ones, and they don't mind me saying this because they're in heaven with Jesus, but uh, a guy named Jim White. How many of you ever heard of that name? Anybody? Wow, we don't know the same people, do we? <laughs> uh, but Jim would always say, you know what, he, he, he had the uh, healing rooms in Cleveland. He started those up there. And he became a national speaker, international speaker, and that's not here nor there, other than he traveled a lot and he would always say, We are to be Jesus with skin on. That's who we are. Jesus with skin on, so that people can see this living, breathing example of Christ. Some of you had dis- disqualified yourself. And I can tell you, I, I can hear God saying this as your father. Please stop. Please stop disqualifying yourself. I've shared this before out here, but here it's coming up again. To disqualify means you are qualified, but that you've stepped away from it. Now I'm disqualified. And the only one that can do that is yourself. Even though God says you're not, you can still see yourself as disqualified. Enemy loves that. Because you're carriers of life. All of you, carriers of life, your very words can change a heart just like that. Your very prayer or prayers can change the atmosphere, change the climate. You're that kind of people. God wants a people that can show because they're so close to him. They're so in love with him, and they feel the reciprocal love back, which actually came in from him to start with, that you become these uncanny, courageous, strong people. I don't mean physical muscle, I'm talking about strong in love, strong in discernment, strong in knowledge, strong in anointing, strong in wisdom, strong in touch, strong in help. You all. So that's all happening right now, which I love it. It's time. But there's another component to this, and I've got to take a minute to lay the groundwork. Do you know, we all know God is holy, which literally means completely pure, undefiled, perfect. And out of this holiness comes his unconditional love. It can't come from any other source or it'd be defiled in some way. But out of his holiness comes his unconditional love and from his unconditional love he's released grace to all of us. And you know, we usually experience all of that in a reverse order. We usually are touched by grace and because of that grace, we experience his unconditional love, his acceptance, and from that we now see his purity and his holiness. You're all listening really good or I just put you to sleep. I don't know which. <laughs> John 15, 9 through 12 says this. Last scripture and then we'll, we'll get chugging even more. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. He makes it real simple. Now that word joy that's there, that your joy may be full, is a very interesting word. Joy can mean several different things, but in this case, you know what it means? Recognized grace. <laughs> Recognized grace. Why, why does he want your joy to be full? one, he loves you. He likes it when you're embracing everything that he has, that you're full of joy. And why would that joy be there? Because you see the grace. If you see the grace, then you've experienced his unconditional love. And then you probably touched his holiness. And you realize that the holiness he has, you have too because it was given to you because you were co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, and co seated That's a lot of co-going on there. Which means you've experienced the very things he has. That's why the cross is so powerful. Why Paul preached Christ and him crucified. He said, that's all I want to know amongst you. That's all I want to talk about. That's all I want to (laughs) emphasize. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know that. You've heard that, I don't know how many times, umpteen times. You've also heard this scripture probably in 1 Peter that says, joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know why it's unspeakable? Because you can't explain it. It's a kind of joy that's different than the normal joy you'd have in life, which goes by events and relationships. And if things going well, i got some joy. Things not going so well, there it goes. This is a different kind of joy. It's unexplainable why you'd have joy in any given situation that looks bad. And yet, is good. Full of glory. You know, the, the best definition of glory that I like is the very essence of God. So, this joy that you have that can't be explained is full of the essence of God, the very life of God, the very nature of God. (laughs) The church has been weakened because joy is missing. Joy is missing because grace is not recognized. Joy coming from events, as I said, instead of recognizing grace. That's why we can preach to the world and to the church to be holy. And I'm not saying that's bad, but if you really want to get them there, we need to start with grace so that it's recognized, so they can embrace His love, you, I mean, so that you can embrace His love and know that you're lovable. And he's loved you from the very get-go, before even the foundations of the earth. He chose you, loved you. And then, from that place, you can put on the holiness that's actually been given to you. You already possess it, but he's asking you to put it on. To walk in it, swim in it. You say, I got too many things I'm dealing with. You don't understand the things I've, uh, you don't understand. I've got porn issues. I've got addiction issues. I've got anger issues. I, I, I'm depressed. I can't, I can't deal with this stuff. I understand that. Those are real life issues and they're real struggles for a lot of people. I can tell you that probably 75% of you have been abused, sexually abused even in this room right now. And so it's hard because your identity was messed up. Your identity was blurred. And that's why grace is so important, because it restores your identity. Because your identity now becomes him. And why is that important? Remember, Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? And it was Peter that spoke up. And as soon as he said, This is who you are, Jesus... Jesus turned to him and said, you are the rock. He found himself because he saw who Jesus really was. God's just asking you to accept things. You'll do the things after you accept the things that he's asking you to do. But we try to do the things before we accept the things that empower us to do those things. Does that make sense? And so God wants you to see grace around you. Why does the scripture say, I give thanks in all things? Because I'm looking for grace. I'm looking for the grace. So that my joy may be full. So that I'll have this unspeakable glory of God resonating on the inside. And I can feel it. I like to, I I have, Karen over here has heard me do this before probably a million times. But here's what grace, in my mind, I define it this way. It's all the benefits that Christ has given you. It's the sound, the beeping sound of the dump truck filled with everything in heaven backing up to you to dump it all upon you. You and your family. All of you. And all my friends here tonight, which is all of you, (laughs) it means favor. Do you know what favor means? Door opens and you have no idea why it just opened. You got the job that 100 people applied for. Why did I get it? Favor. How did they find me? Favor. Favor. Here's, the, here's another d- definition. I like this one. I love this one. It's the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. <laughs> you know there's divine influence upon your heart, right? Has to be, because he's on the inside. That's why you got to be careful. And I don't do this as a warning. I just mean for your own good. When you're in worship... Stop thinking God's up there and I'm down here and I hope he comes and he touches me. God is right in here. As a matter of fact, I know I've shared this before too because I always do wherever I go, but you're entering a time where you understand the vertical worship, but now you're coming to the time where you're going to have horizontal worship, meaning you're so connected. You're so connected because you know, God's on the inside of the person next to me and the person behind me and the person over here. And as you sing together, the, the unity of the faith, the, the release of the power of God on the inside is tremendous and unstoppable. <laughs> Quick story about grace. Grace. My wife, Brenna, used to work as a butcher at a res- restaurant called Urban Farmer downtown that used to be next to the Weston Hotel. I don't know if how many of you know of that place. It's closed down now. But she was getting ready for work, had a hair dryer, and it wouldn't work. Now, she's got this beautiful wavy hair that can hold a lot of water. And you need to dry it if you want it dry. I mean, with a hair dryer, because it's not going to air dry. It's just a lot of hair. She ran out of time because she was running late. And that poor hair dryer uh, probably hit the wall at about 80 miles an hour. (laughs) Got in the car, went to work. And she worked for a guy named Vinny. He was over the butcher shop. Vinny... Always rode a motorcycle, always had a skull cap. And Brenna asked him when she got in, she goes, it's cold down here like it always is. Do you have anything I can put on my head? So I'm going to get chilled to the bone if I don't do something about my wet hair. He goes, here, wear my skull cap. So she did, got through the day, found out the next day that Vinny, when he left, because he gave her the skull cap to wear, Had to wear his helmet. Vinny was in a wreck. Went flying off off his motorcycle. Hit a curb with his head with a helmet. And he lived to tell the story. Do you hear the grace in this? So Brenna went from anger about a hair dryer to thanks. And recognized the grace and it changed her. To this day, if we're driving, and I'll drive five miles out of the way just to keep moving. I hate to sit still in traffic, but I'm probably the only one here that does that. But anyway, I like to keep moving. And so the traffic will stop. She could see me over there fidgeting like, yeah. She goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. There's a good reason we're delayed. Meaning, God's watching over us. God's protecting us. Remember what I started with? God's doing more behind your back than in front of your face. I said all that so that perhaps you'd consider exploring grace more. Looking there first. Seeing where that will take you. Acknowledge it, recognize it, and see if joy doesn't overtake you next. But I also have a word for this church. You're now entering a season, actually just stepped into it. I'm sure Pastor Troy will hear this at some point. But this actually affects all the the satellite campuses too. You're going to have deeper community influence. Now, you've had influence over the years. Rightfully so, too. This has been a lighthouse in this area for how long now? Decades, right? A lighthouse to the community. But now the influence is changing even more and going deeper. It's going to be governmental. It's going to be business as well as with individuals. All of that is ramping up for a reason. This church was never planted just to be a church to, you know, hang out. with. There's nothing wrong with that. Being together, hanging out, getting healed up. That's wonderful. But you really have a higher calling to be world changers. To bring the life of Christ to a dying community. Because I know there's a lot of trouble out here, just like there is everywhere else. You're going to have an increase of financial fuel. I think it's because of the influence you're going to have with business. But you're going to have more financial fuel. Pastor Troy was telling the truth when he said, We got that covered. 10 grand, we got it. God will take care of us. That's the exact attitude we all need to have in our personal finances, in our church finances. You can swing from the rafters because God has you. And here's, here's the last part of this. There's going to be a deeper release of the prophetic. Now, what does that mean? Let me explain what that means. First of all, it, I'm assuming there's an intercessory team out here is that true you're all sitting together of course you are (laughs) now here's the thing and karen might even remember this probably back in 2010 or thereabouts i don't know exactly when this happened but there was an intercessory team praying and i think they were at bethel cleveland which at the time was maybe metro i don't know But the intercessors saw two things happening. One is, Pastor Steve Witt, in the Cleveland area, has done a lot of things, and they saw him laying flat on the ground with lumps on his body. The second thing they saw was me running around with my head cut off, which wasn't a pleasant thing to hear, (laughs) I didn't know what that meant. I know what that can mean. I know it can mean authority. I know it can be, you know, we say you're the head and not the tail, and maybe I stopped being the head and became the tail. Whatever that meant. Well, anyway, it wasn't long after that that Steve had to wrestle with cancer. And I believe it was stage four cancer. It was serious business. The intercessor saw it coming and started praying. Well, let me tell you, he's alive and here to tell the story. What happened with me was, I just lost my mind for a bit. I mean, not where I'd be committed crazy, but lost my mind that I forgot who I was, what I was doing, what I was called to do. I just lost all that. What was an assault, it was, it was planned. There was witchcraft performed to make all this happen. And we, at the time, weren't quite prepared to handle all that. So what happened was, I took a huge fall, church closed, end of that story, at least so the devil thought. Thought, had Steve taken out? No, he wasn't. Another church where witchcraft was done, pastor's wife killed in a car accident. It was Worldview Church at the time this happened, I think. It was kind of your namesake. It was North Coast Church. And they continued on for a little bit, but it ended up closing too. And that was what you have to realize. And I'm just saying this so anybody gets in fear do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. But now is the time for the courageous saints of the living God with swords in hand to stand up and to proclaim the truth of the kingdom, the reality of the kingdom, and no devil, no demon is going to stop the purposes of God. So you need to pray for your leaders, which I'm sure you are. Because with this increase of governmental authority and influence there's going to be a backlash there just is and I say that not to be again do not fear but know it's coming let's use wisdom wise as serpents harmless as doves with people because we know our battles not with flesh and blood but it's time for you all to get ready for what's coming that, they have no idea what you're carrying down to Texas. This is like a sneak attack God's setting up. Like he goes down there. They're like, yeah, we know everybody around here. Who is this guy? Wait a minute. What's he carrying? What's his wife carrying? What are they releasing here? But I'm saying it's time to pray. Pray. Not in fear, not begging God, but saying, God, I'm going to pray your will be done on this earth just like it is in heaven. Heaven on earth. Amen? You might stand to your feet just so you wake up a little bit for the guy that went a little too long probably on a Wednesday night. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I love your generation. Really. You all, you all have been counted out by a lot of people. I'm speaking to all of you now. Been counted out. They don't know. They don't understand. They're lazy. They don't, they don't have any passion other than this, that, or the other thing that has nothing to do with anything. That's not true. You all are looking at this world saying, Some things ain't right. And you go, you know what? We're not going to go that direction. So you know what you're going to do? Start a holy revolution. I'm not afraid to learn a few things from you all. See what you got. See what you say. See what you feel. See what you know. (laughs) Matter of fact, why don't we put our hands out to, I don't know if there's more young people out here, but at least they're over here. Somewhere, but let's just pray for them. Who uh, Who has a real passion for youth? Who is it? Can you come up here and lead this prayer? Am I allowed to do that? I don't care, both of you. Pass the microphone back, back and forth.
1: Father God, we come boldly to your throne, Father God anoint this generation Father God with new oil Father God let them see like you see Father God every door that the enemy tried for them not to open that you open it will be open give them a double portion of your love give them a double portion of your grace Father God They are world changers, Father God. They are leaders among leaders. They are the head and not the tail. They're above and not beneath. We just thank you right now, Father God, for what you're pouring on each one of them, Father God in heaven. They don't know yet what they're carrying. Oh, but will they know, Father? (laughs) They will know, Father God, because they're about to rock this world. So we just thank you, Father God, for each one of them, Father God. I bless them, Father God in heaven, and I know you've already blessed them above and beyond, Father God. We just thank you, Father God in heaven, Put your angels around them, Father God, wherever they go, Father God. And we just declare, Father God, your blessing, your love, your peace, your strength, Father God, your boldness, Father God, to step out like never before. Father God, we just declare your goodness, Father God. We just declare right now, Father God, in heaven, Stir them up stir them up father stir them up father god like never before give them visions and dreams father god in heaven father god show them father god what they carry father god and they will be they will never be unstoppable father god because your blessing is upon them father put people around them father god in heaven they will encourage father god father god wherever they go father god send divine appointments to them father and we just declare your blessing right now in jesus name amen amen
0: amen Amen. young fellow right there next to the one getting prayed for you yeah you yes yes Yeah, I see that um, boredom has bothered you. But inspiration is coming. And a matter of fact, you may not see a way to get where you want to be. But God's going to make a way. God's going to make a way. I know it, at least what I feel, what I see. It's pretty spectacular. It's pretty big. Don't ever sell it short. Don't ever sell it short. Don't ever sell yourself short. Don't ever sell God short. Amen. All right. Praise God. Thank you all so much for coming out. We're going to worship a little bit here at the end. sure sounds like it. That's a good way to go.